All right, it's Real Kipper at 12-12. Seriously. That's what we're going to rename the show here. Uh, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for uh, buying us a little bit of time. As we know, when you're dealing with technical issues, there's always some challenges here and there, but I've got a great team behind me, and uh, we're up and running. Thanks, everybody, for coming into tonight's or today's show. Episode, what, 94? We're closing in on 100 which is uh, remarkable under a very short period of time. But we're thrilled to be here. We're thrilled all of you are around. What should have been maybe a, a topic of conversation right off the bat would be the five games on hand on, on what was going on on the ice. And in many ways, that's still the case. But we aren't focused necessarily on the play of National Hockey League players, but one of an official. And unless you've been sleeping under a rock the last 24 hours, uh, a huge development in this story with Tim Peel, who officiated the Nashville-Detroit game. And we'll bring in one guy that uh, isn't known necessarily for sleeping under rocks, but I think he has been caught napping in a cabana every once in a while on, on, a, on the beach in Florida, and that's, of course, Doug McLean. But before we even get to that, just a couple of notes here. Uh, I want to, first of all, thank Joe and Jordan for, for getting out uh, a one-on-one -on -one interview with Mitch Marner, the Toronto Maple Leafs. I know uh, some of you have already seen it, uh, but if you haven't, well, stick around for the rest of this show and then go to it right after. Uh, Mitch, of course, uh, one of the youngest, brightest superstars in the National Hockey League, made time. The Leafs had a little bit of time off, so we snuck him in there, and I hope you can enjoy it and hit the like button. And uh, and if you haven't uh, subscribed yet, make sure you do that as well. So thanks to Joe and Jordan for getting that out. Uh, also, um, Joe uh, and Jordan, I think uh, uh, we'll, we'll look at the comments, we'll we'll kind of include you in this a little bit because the thumbnail is different. It's towards the officiating. So let's just do a quick recap on what happened. Uh, for those of you that are, are still unclear maybe on this scenario, last night uh, after what was deemed uh, a comment by Tim Peel off of a live microphone was picked up uh, by television and, of course, sent out to to millions right across the uh, you know, the world, especially with internet, and it's a story that uh, has just completely snowballed on the National Hockey League. Last night, it was left that the NHL was going to investigate Tim Peel's comments that were picked up on the mic, and that's led to less than 24 hours, Tim Peel losing his job permanently. Was he, was he fired? Was he suspended? We believe that... Uh, He's still getting paid. We still believe that his pension is there. We, we now know that uh, he was going to retire at the end of the year. Does that matter? Does that factor into play? All I heard last night late was Gary Bettman was furious, absolutely livid at what those comments were. And uh, Jordan, I don't know if we can play those comments or should I read them because... I think it's important to kind of get a, a feel of, of where maybe he, he was. And it's so often we hear it's sometimes not what you say, but how you say it. I, I consider that a factor here 
Um, I don't know if you can play yeah, it. Yeah, we can or play it, man. We have you... it here. There is yeah, some color, colorful language for anyone that is uh, yeah. at work or around children, just to give a forewarning. Yeah, there is a there is a, a, a four-letter word uh, in there, so uh, we'll warn you right now. But uh, on this show, you got to be authentic, so we're going to play it. It wasn't much, but I wanted to get a fucking penalty against yeah, Nashville early in the... It wasn't much, but I wanted to get a fucking penalty against Nashville early in the... So I played it twice for you guys there. It's about eight seconds. Okay. You know... All right. I I, I couldn't hear it, but I'm sure everybody yeah. else got it. And of course, this was about five minutes into the second period when Peel whistled Nashville's uh, Victor Arvidsson for tripping. Uh, it was only the second penalty in the game, but the first for Nashville. And of course... Uh, when anytime an official gets picked up like that, uh, everybody's going to listen to it. And again, it wasn't much, I'll, I'll quote it. It wasn't much, but I wanted to get a fucking penalty against Nashville early in the, and then it disappeared. So someone that has known the officials, uh, pretty good on a one-on-one -on -one basis throughout his career, even through gum at one of them no. at one point. No, that was at a fan. Oh, was that out of fan? I was a fan in Atlanta, the son of a bitch. I don't believe for one second you didn't chuck anything at an official. Uh, but let's bring in Doug McLean, who has not been sleeping under a rock and knows very well about this, this scenario. Uh, Mac, not a story we, we really thought we'd be waking up to uh, at this, uh, of this magnitude. I can't. I, first of all, I got to get it off my chest. Um, 46, 43, come in with an 89 today. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to, I wanted to get that out there. It was, uh, you know. It was 43 a, is much better than 46, I can tell you that. 43 in the back for an, an 89. So I just wanted to get that out there. And then I rushed home to to do this show. Couldn't have a beer with the boys. Had to rush home. And I, anyway, uh, okay. So Tim Peel. Look, I, I know Tim Peel. I, I like Tim Peel. I've. You know, we, I've met him. I, I, he refereed for me many, many times. First of all, a lot of referees have written books. And for some reason, I'm at least a page in every referee book there is out there. Because they, <laughs> they yap about how yappy I was and how mouthy I was. And, you know, so I happen to like Timmy Peel. But when I heard that last night, um, I, I thought he would. I thought he'd be relieved of his duties. I really did. Uh, you, you it, it's. We know, and, and let's be on. Let's let's be realistic here. Makeup calls have been part of our game for a long, long time. Nobody wants to talk about it. Referees certainly would never talk about it in public. Coaches, managers talk about it. I remember if you'd be coaching in a game and you have the first four penalties in the game, you know you're getting the next one. You know you're getting the next one. But to say it on a mic when you've got David Poyle, general manager, fighting for his playoff life, his organization, and to hear that, you go ballistic. Dave, Gary Bettman would go ballistic on this. Tim, Timmy's had his challenges. Timmy's had his challenges. I talked to a buddy of mine this morning. I shouldn't say this, but I talked to a buddy of mine. He said, good for, good for Peel. It finally caught up to him. He stole my girlfriend in high school. <laughs> yeah. And but look, it's sad. I feel for Timmy at his stage of his career to lose. Look, 
I didn't realize it was his last year. And, and I know, but it's just, this is not the way a professional wants to go out because you want to ride it out. You want to be thanked. You want to have the, you know, the honoring. And this just is not a great way for a guy who's worked his ass off in his career to have it go this way. But I'm sorry, you cannot mic'd up. We talk about it in broadcasting all the time, Kev. When you have a live mic, you got to be unbelievably careful. You guys used to warn me all the time at Sportsnet, you know? I, I can assure you that uh, whatever Tim Peel said last night, there was a hundred things said way worse that I agree could have easily been picked up and, and buried somebody. And, I agree. All right. Listen, I want to go to the, uh, the release that uh, came out this morning on, on Tim Peel. It's from the national hockey league. And uh, it's through uh, Coley Campbell, the uh, senior executive uh, vice president of hockey operations uh, who came out and basically said following his comments during the game last night between the Red Wings and Nashville will no longer be working NHL games now or in the future. Quote, nothing is more important than ensuring the integrity of our game, Campbell said. Tim Peel's conduct is in direct contradiction to the adherence to the cornerstone principles that we demand out of our officials and that of our fans, players, coaches, and all of those associated with our game expect and deserve. There is no justification for his comments, no matter the context or the intention, and the National Hockey League will take any and all steps necessary to protect the integrity of the game. At the no in- time do they let Tim Peel off the hook here, Mac. Integrity of the game. And, I get and, it. Know, that, that's it. That's I the whole it. issue. Integrity of the game. And we know it goes on. We know it. It's gone on forever. And we all know it as coaches and managers that if if it it's going to get evened up eventually. But you can't have this. You can't have he can't work again in the league. You know, there, there's fine. I'm fine with all of that. I just look at this release, Mac, and it could be easily the same release for a guy that you just found out was trying to, you know. Uh, shave points off of a game or uh, manipulate uh, a game for betting purposes. I know. And I don't, I, I, this isn't even close to that. And yet this could be the same press release for a referee trying to fix a game. And I don't like it because we do know that there's portions of our game through the officials that think the exact same way Tim Peel did, but he actually said it. So, you know what? So where, where are we now? You, you said it moments ago, make up calls. Like we got a portion and a clip of what he said, but where he was going and where his, maybe his mindset was, was very consistent what we've had over the last Many, many years in the National Hockey League. It's not a surprise what he was thinking. He just said it out loud and he got caught on it. I know. And that's, it's really unfortunate. But you know what? He said it. And it's one thing for us to think that makeup calls are part of the game. And we all know it is part of the game. But when you say it, 
That's a whole different level. And you get caught saying it. You simply, you talk that, that I'm sorry. If I'm the general manager of that team or the coach of that team, I'm losing it over that. I'm losing it. And I feel bad for Timmy because I happen to really like the guy. I sat in, a, in an airport two years ago with him in the, in the uh, Air Canada Lounge, and we talked and bullshit it, and I've known him forever. Maritimer, it's sad that he got caught, and we know it's part of the package. But there's no way around it when you say it and you get caught saying it. I'm sorry. And Batman, I understand. Batman would lose it over this. He would lose it over this, as would Poyle, as would uh, anybody that's in that situation where you're fighting for your lives and somebody says, I got to even this call up. I got, I got to call a penalty. I had, I know it was, a, he said, basically what he said, it was a weak call, but I wanted to get a call against Nashville quick. That, I'm sorry, Nick. You can't say it. Matt. And I want to stick up for him. But I, I think I, I think he's I think he's got a, a a case here. I think he's got a case to say uh, this is the this is the culture of the game. This is where we've been for the for for a very long time. Mac, everybody wants to scream. Just call the rules, the rule book. There, it's all about the rule book. And I'm sitting there going, no, no, it's it's not about the rule book. It's about one person, or in this case, two officials who have an opinion, who have a personal feeling for the game. That's the first thing that they do when they step out there is they're supposed to have a personal opinion of what is going out there. And of course, it's, it's around the boundaries of a rule book. That rule book, at the end of the day, is what's supposed to lead their personal feelings and their opinion. But you can't tell me a trip is a trip is a trip in our game, and you should just call it. Because you know damn well, it's not about a trip is a trip is a trip. There's all these elements that go around the trip, okay? Including uh, the intensity and what your intention was. And I'll say it, Mac. Time on the clock or the score. I agree. All I of that agree. comes into play for Tim Peel and every other official. 100% I agree. But you can't say. I know you can't. He got I had caught. To get, I, had, I, I really wanted to get a penalty against Nashville. I wanted I to get, get a penalty it. against Nashville early. I don't care with all the bullshit you just rhymed off about trips. It's not trip, bullshit. It's the that truth. It is the truth, but you can't say it. And if you say it, you're toast. I'm sorry. I agree with everything you say, all your little tiddlywinks bullshit there, but you cannot say it, Nick. I had, I wanted to get a penalty against Nashville early. Not a great call, Not it, you know, but I wanted to get a penalty against Nashville early. Can't say it. Big mistake. So let me get this straight, okay? We... We've got some issues right now because the mindset and the culture will continue to be where Tim Peel framed it last night, but we're going to hang this all on Tim Peel, and then we're just going to go on uh, business as usual. And it's okay to think it, 
but you can't say it. That's what you're telling me right now. It, it's not. It's we've been saying forever. It's not okay. They. You think? Do you think that the referee supervisors don't talk to them about this? Don't talk to them about manage. They talk about managing the game. Let's manage the game. But you That's can't they say do, I Mac. need a penalty against a certain team. You can't say that. You simply can't. You lived it for Christ's sakes. How many times have you sat on the bench and you knew an official had maybe made some bad calls? I've been on the ice, Mac, and I've had officials tell me, and I know you have too, I know I owe you one. I know it. Or, you know, it, I know it's on me. And you knew he was going to fix it somehow, some way. He was going to... He was going to be more lenient the next call. And that's the way the balance works out. You've, you, how or, many times on the bench gonna, as a coach, how many I, times I, on the bench of the coaches, you said, they owe us one. We know it. Keep working hard, boys. That guy owes us one. I've said it to them. You owe me one. You owe me a call. I've said that to them. They sure as hell haven't turned and said, yeah, you're right, Doug. I owe you a call. Wow. Sorry. They haven't said that to me they be, because they can't. They might say it to a player yeah. and it's not on tape. And I like, I look, I, I, I don't want to not be after Timmy here because like I said, I really like the guy, but when you get caught saying this, I'm sorry. It, it just does. How can you, the integrity of the game is critical. Say maybe it's a little bit of BS, but I, I just I think when you get caught saying it, you gotta be prepared to live with the consequences. Sad as it is, as sad as it is. And I don't disagree with your mindset and what's in their minds, but you can't say it. Unfortunately, you cannot say that. I understand uh, he's not refing anymore. I get that. I just don't know if we need to pin it as hard on a guy. And everybody's saying, well, he's retiring anyway. No, it's worse. It's worse when you're retiring anyway. Oh, because you've, you've, you've worked for 20 years, and now you're, you're going out with, with a, a black mark on, on your okay. career. And your integrity has been questioned. And now your integrity will be questioned the rest of your life. You're going to go into other businesses. So, you so, want to have a second life here. Okay. And people are going to look at you. And this is what they're going to remember you as. Okay, so are you talking about what they said about it, or are you saying that he should come back and referee? No, I'm There's okay no with him being suspended. I'm what? okay with him being suspended, but I'm not okay with I'm not okay with just pinning this on a guy who's think when everybody else, when every other official thinks the same way, and he kind of got caught saying it. That yeah. it's just completely pinned on him. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Uh, and you know what? I, I, there's under no circumstances can Tim come back and referee a game after this. I, I don't think he can. I don't care how they word it. They, they have no choice, but you can't put Timmy back in a game and have something crazy happen. I'm sorry you can't, Nick. I no, you I can't. understand that. Now I, I don't know if they that. worded it properly. I could care less. But I, I just you, I'd like, he can't come back. Unfortunately, he can't. 
saying that you got caught and those are the repercussions, the consequences that I don't get to referee again, I'm okay with that. But what I'm not okay is if someone doesn't step up, and I don't know if it's their referee association or just other referees in general, to say that... We all do that? That this is... There needs to be a better explanation in terms of how the referees view the game or officiate the game, and whether you like it or not, that... It is always going to be subjective, but but Nick, and it's just not as simple I mean, as calling the rules according how no. they're interpreted or read in a rule book. Okay, but, but let me t- let people me have to understand that there's a major difference between e- managing a game and not making a call that should be made that you don't make it because you're allowed to miss calls. You're allowed to not make it. But to actually say I had to get a I wanted to get a penalty against that, it's a different, it, it's it's different when we all we all complain at playoff time. Well, there's no power plays. The power plays are cut down dramatically because the referees let more go. That's different than a referee saying, I gotta get a call on Nashville early if, or something to that effect. I, if, I'm sorry. If I, Tim- I, I'm try- I'd love to be able to stick up for him, but I, I can't hear. If Tim Peeled missed an obvious call that he's kicking himself for missing in the first period and it yep. was a marginal 50-50 call, which was kind of, we, we were led to believe that it wasn't a strong call, right. but it was right. an iffy call. If he did, in fact, do that for that reason, yeah, is that so bad? No, it isn't if you don't say it. That's the that's the unfortunate part. There's nothing wrong with whatever happens out there. There is something wrong with it, but you can't get fired for it. But when you actually get caught saying it, I, I don't know what more the league could do here. I I, I like I, I don't know how many times I can say this. I happen to really like Timmy, and I liked when he was refereeing my games. To be quite honest, I liked when he was refereeing my games. But you can't say it. That's the sad part. Do you think, unless, I'm, unless I'm out in left field here, maybe I am. Do you maybe, think this? Maybe you know. Do you think this kind of shuts the door on this, or is this just the start? Did we open up uh, a can of worms here on no. the scrutiny of the officials moving forward here? Because I, I, I look at our thumbnail today, Mac, and it says, "Come on, ref." Who hasn't said that in the last hundred years? It's there, there, just there's, there's it's just the way it is in our sport. There's already a ton of scrutiny on these guys. It's supervisors. It's in the playoffs having meetings with the teams that you're that are playing against. The supervisor and the coaches meet before the games, and you air your grievances. And you, there's all kinds of scrutiny on this group. Probably too much scrutiny on them, so that some of them are paralyzed in the games. Some of them are paralyzed because of the scrutiny they face by off-ice general managers, supervisors, league. But I'm sorry, you can't say it. I don't think there's been an easier time to be an an NHL official today. Think Think about all the calls now out of their hands. Goaltender interference. 
offside, right? Face-offs, uh, whether or not it's uh, in your own zone on an icing. I mean, come on, Mac. It's, they've taken so much out of their hands to make it uh, easier. The, the game's called – half the game's called in, in the press box now uh, or in the, I, in, yeah. in, in the NHL head office here. It's, I will give you that. But they're, but they're still scrutinized and managed and reprimanded and fined. And it, it, it's an ongoing, like, do you know how many calls? Do you know how many times as a general manager, I would phone Coley Campbell and Mike Murphy and say, what the hell was he watching tonight? What the hell was he doing? And they'd say, oh, Mac, okay, I know, Mac. Forget it, Mac. Just let it go, Mac. And I'd say, oh, my God. Because here's the problem. When you're a general manager, this is the most bizarre thing to me that since I got out of the NHL, I watch as many games as when I was a general manager, okay? I never noticed the referees on the ice. I never noticed them. I couldn't tell you who refereed any game I watched. When I was a general manager, I was I knew every whistle what the hell they were doing. It was like, and I, you know what? Because when you're not emotionally involved in the game, the referees, I never pay any attention to them. And I said that to Gary Bettman, and he said, yeah, and he laughed about it. Well, but I, I'm sorry. We can look talk at- all we want. Live mics and get caught. It's sad. It's unfortunate. It's sad. We know it happens all the time. We, I get all that, but he got caught saying it, and it's sad. Look at the uh, the calls over history in the playoffs. The most recent ones that ended on a controversial referee call. I mean, there's in the grand scheme of things, there's there's not many. I mean, off the top of my head, I can think of Brett Hall's foot in the crease, not in the crease over Buffalo with the Stanley Cup in '99. Offside between Quebec and who was that in the in the playoffs where we met, they missed an offside call by 45 feet. Colorado, Matt Duchesne, is that the one you're yeah. talking about? Yeah. Uh, you think they weren't rec- reprimanded for that? 2004, was it Calgary and Tampa Bay? Was uh, the puck over the line or not? Martin Jelena, I think, uh, for Calgary fans who were up 3-2. Didn't uh, Johnny LeClaire score a goal from the side of the net in a a playoff game in the early 2000s? But that's not the same as it's all out. I need, it, I need it to get a call on Nashville. That that won't happen anymore with video review. So that's all out of their hands now. But there will be a time when someone, you know, suggests whether or not there's it, it's a true tripping call or not. We'll never get that out of our game when when it comes to you know a, a personal feel from an official. That's not leaving anytime soon. We're not going to get a robot to do it from up top. And I'm, I'm that, includes, that, that includes that includes time and you're score preaching. of the game. You're preaching to the choir, Nick. Anyways, anyways. just he can't say it. Exhausted say the it. shit out of this thing. Yeah, exactly. You just can't say it. So agree with me and go to put it to bed. So Joe and Jordan, I think we can take this uh, referee uh, conversation and just apply it in the NBA and the NFL. I mean, it's, <laughs> I, you <laughs> right? know what, man? I uh, I have some questions. My first question is, just because something has been a part of the game, explain to myself and the viewers why it needs to continue to be a part of the game. 
Well, tell me what the alternative is. And, and you just can't tell me, just call it according to the rules. Because again, it is just all down to a personal feel and an opinion of one or two guys. So you tell me how, how you could ref accordingly. And, and there are times when, you know, in a split second, you don't make that call, but either you, you think about it or you actually see it in between periods or during a commercial break and you go, I fucked up, I missed it. And there is that human element to say, as Tim Peel kind of alluded to maybe yesterday or others who have thought it, I, I, I got to find a way to balance this out a little bit. So you tell me. I, uh, I play golf every twice a week with a, with a former NFL referee um, who then went work for ESPN doing the, you know, the press box referee and whatever they call that. And when I got my 89 this morning, he was away. He wasn't there. So I'll talk to him when he's back next round, and I will come back and report what he thinks. Now, the couple of guys I played with, when I mentioned to him in the course this morning, they said, well, you know, get, uh, he, he should be suspended and fined uh, for a few weeks. And I'm thinking, I'm sorry, that ain't going to happen, boys. This is this is a lot deeper than that. But anyway, uh, so if he we've if he, uh, exhausted it to death. Okay, I mean, and I, I, I just feel sick about it. I feel sick about it, it was, because I happen to like the guy. Yeah, and you it don't want a, anyone to lose their job. I'm clearly, you know, no, we're all on the same. hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Makeup call been mm -hmm. around for a hundred years. The makeup you know call. Okay, has been around for a hundred years. Listen, I get fired six or seven times in my career. Uh, I would say a couple of times the referees cost me my job because they were hard on me, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think that's probably really, <laughs> I'm really kidding. true. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's not a fun, it's not a fun thing. It's no. sad. It's, it's disappointing, but unfortunately live mics are, uh, live mics are, are a major concern. Yeah. I mean, you know I, what they you know what they're a major concern on someone else may be losing their job. So you know what the easy solution is? Get rid of them. What about the gambling the aspect here, though? Like a lot of people in chat are talking about that and saying, oh, oh is it moving time. towards NBA and being rigged? And, you know, the NBA had that uh, that issue maybe like a, a decade and a half ago uh, it, with a, a product like the NHL, very reliant on in-person sales and stuff. Live betting is going to be huge yeah. for hockey. You cannot have yeah. these sort of things. That's why I just question, uh, like, I don't know if big personal time. opinions and makeup calls really have a place when people are gambling for mass amount, maybe I'm, maybe I'm biased because I'm, I come from that perspective as well. But I mean, Hey, if I, if that get call impacted the game somehow and I, and I lost it, I would be a little upset probably. Well, don't think that uh, Gary Bettman wasn't around that thinking as well. Uh, as we've seen in the last few years, uh, their commitment to uh, online gaming. So Mac safe to say, maybe that's the first thing you think about. I thought of it. I thought of it. I, I thought, you know, it, it, but it comes back to the integrity. And that's what Joe's talking about. You're betting on a game and there's a chance that the integrity of the game is not there. And I, that's, but look, I know 99.9% .9 the referees have utmost integrity. Timmy Peel has utmost. The last thing the referee goes onto the ice, 
he wants to dictate the outcome. That's why they, they let things go. They don't want to dictate the outcome of a game. They don't. And you know what? He got caught, and it's sad. But it's uh, I don't think there's any way around it. I really don't. He Jim, cannot go back on the ice and referee an NHL game. There's after what he said, not a chance he can. Sorry. Did you uh do you ever do shots with Tim Peel in a bar like uh our friend Greg did from uh I guess it was Yahoo at the time, but it was with ESPN now. And and Tim thought he was in trouble five years ago doing shots. Yeah, that's <laughs> No, I never did shots with him, but I, pro- I probably had a few beer with him at golf tournaments, trying to most, butter him up to help most, me the next year, but it didn't help. Most definitely. And, and no, most I mean, these, look, they're the good referees, guys. They're like the everybody else, are, man. They just want to a great game, great product for everybody. I, 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 was, I was coaching. I go into a bar the night before we play with my staff, and I look over. And the referee that is the referee, there's a referee sitting at the bar and his head's almost on the bar, pissed out of his mind. Okay. Never thought a thing of it, you know, night off, relaxing, no big deal. I go on the bench the next night, he's refereeing the game. You know, and I said, uh oh. Now, do you think I chirped him a little bit? He was seeing two of you. <laughs> <laughs> He, one of me was too much. So, you know, we all make mistakes, you know? I mean, that's just unfortunate, you know? Yeah, no question. It's, it's going to be a topic, Mac, that's not going to disappear anytime soon, unfortunately, for the National Hockey League. And I, I look at it, Mac, and I don't know how many kids are growing up these days and wanting to be NHL officials. Uh, I mean, it, it's... I think it's a it's a real deep look for the National Hockey League and maybe all sports to say where are we with officiating standards? Uh, how do we get people to want to do this job? All I saw last night was a reminder to everybody that uh, there might be some better options than than getting yelled at constantly, you know. <laughs> Uh, the, by uh, the NHL, social media, I'm, uh, it's not fans anymore in the building, but these guys still feel the scrutiny. Oh no, they uh, scrutiny like you can't believe. And the NHL has worked hard to encourage people to become referees with camps and teaching. And why? I mean, I run into guys in airports that are on their way to watch kids in the East Coast League refereeing, and you know, prospect lists they have to to make it to the NHL as referees. And it's a great job, and it's a tough job, a demanding job. I mean, look at these guys. They skate. I see these guys, the physical condition they're in is as good as the players or better than players. I mean, it is unbelievable. And they fly every day from city to city to to referee and not on a private jet. You know, they they have their hands full. It is is a tough, tough job. Really tough. Unbelievable. And I admire them. I admire them. And it's sad that you get caught, but he got caught and it's too bad. I'll I'll leave you this uh, on this conversation uh, and also everybody in chat as well. Okay. Let me know what you guys think, but based on the last 24 hours, does the national hockey league right now need to look, relook, do they need an overhaul? Do they need a summit on officiating on where the game 
is going in this capacity, where we are at the grassroots level, how we get more kids involved, wanting to be officials. Is it a minor hockey thing from the way we treat them as parents? Does it need an overhaul, Mac? No, it sure doesn't. It, it, It goes back to, remember the article that Katie Strang did on the Arizona Coyotes, one of the most vicious articles I've ever seen written about an organization. And what did the league do about that? Yeah. Do you do you remember the press conference about it? I don't remember too much about it. No, what they did is they said, let's not comment on this because if we comment, it just will make it worse. So let's not say anything about it. And let's, we'll deal with it uh, in-house. I'm sure there was calls to the ownership group in Arizona and there was a lots of discussion, but they didn't say anything about it. They've made their see, statement. And I don't think there needs to be an overhaul. See, I think every okay. referee, every referee is watching this saying, oh my God. I got to keep my mouth shut. I can't get caught like this. See, I don't. I don't like that. I, I don't. I like don't that. either. But it, it really, I don't, I'm just telling you the way it is. Well, I, it's I, you know, you're, you're I, it, it's brushing under the carpet here. It's no, you you're can, not brushing under the carpet. You discuss it internally. You don't come out with public statements about Mac, it. You do it's, it internally it's, and you address it. That's I what think, you think will do. I think it's bigger than just the National Hockey League. I think it's 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 the way we we look at officials. Even from the moment the kids start playing at five, six, seven years of age, and and how do we get more people involved in officiating, and how do we get them to like it and think that it's a it's a it's a worthy career path if you want to become a pro official? Like we've, we've seen clips of players jumping a referee in a game, pl- couple of guys grabbing a referee in a game. We've seen parents go on the ice and and go after the referee, verbally assaulting them, wait outside for them to to fight with them. I mean, these poor guys are just been scrutinized to death. Like, seriously, they did the statement. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. Exhausted. We beat it up today, Mac. We absolutely pounded this story for almost a good hour we got about 10 minutes left i know you got to get out of here uh in a little while you got to go pick up uh clark at the airport i believe so he'll have another yes. uh you'll have another good conversation with him i'm sure clark's out there right now he's got a lot to say about this shout out asm hockey that's yes, right he'll he'll uh he'll have his opinion there's no doubt about that but i mean i and look i mean i feel i mean i i'll see timmy this summer he always comes over to pei for a couple of golf outings and we always have a few laughs. I mean, oh, man, oh, man. All right. And, okay. I'm, and I'll just be hoping that he didn't listen to this show. I think As you were you... fair. I think you were fair. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I don't want to say I have a soft spot for them because it's, it's a hard job and they're big boys and they can stand on their own two feet or their own two skates. But I... I, I really know how difficult it is. And at the end of the day, it's a 50-50 call. You're guaranteed 50% of the people out there are going to hate hate everything about you. That's yep. just a given. It and that's awful. the way it has always been. And unless we redefine completely the game, that's the way it will always be. thought you were letting this go. Okay. All right. <laughs> five games. Five games on tap. We got a few minutes here, Mac. Uh, which one strikes your fancy? I look at Calgary versus Ottawa. Ottawa's that won. strikes my fancy. 11 games. Ottawa's won 11 games, Mac. 
Four of them have been against the Calgary Flames. How many have Calgary won? Not enough. So you've got Daryl Sutter coming in, and you have a loss like they've had to Ottawa. They're more focused on stealing the goddamn goalie's puck for winning the game than they are on, on, on winning a hockey game. Like, give me a friggin' break. But Daryl Sutter is going to lose it. He's so calm and collected right now. Yeah. He is going to lose it. I don't, I don't. I listened I, to the first couple of games. Johnny Goudreau and Monaghan are buying into the Daryl Sutter system. They're dumping the puck in. They're going to get it on dump-ins. They're, they're just following the, the Daryl Sutter system. And now when they lose a couple, especially lose to Ottawa, it's back to Johnny and Monaghan not getting the job done, and it's time to break them up, and it's time to do this. Uh, it it will not be fun to be a Calgary Flame right now. Listening to Johnny Hockey's comments about whether or not he likes the dump and chase, and it's like uh, you, you really got a sense that this is going to end ugly here. It's not a dump and chase. It's Johnny when you don't have any option to make your cute little turn-ups and cute little plays, you chip the puck in. You don't dump it in to give it away. You dump it into a position where you have a chance to reclaim it and get your fork check going. You know, I know the analytics don't like it, but they like it when you chip it and that you get it back. They love that. That's what they want from Johnny. If he's not turning up, he's and making his cross-ice seam pass, he's chipping it where Monaghan or Richie can go get it. Must must win for Calgary is an understatement, Mac. This oh. this week will decide maybe not only the Calgary's chance of making the playoffs, but you know, and I hate I hate saying this, but it it it's gonna put Brad Tree living job right on the line here this week um yeah there there's a lot of pressure there's a lot of pressure you, know, when you make it there's a lot of pressure i don't like talking about people's jobs or their livelihood yes, you here you seem to come on mac uh missing the playoffs after signing markstrom and chris tanov that that would be that would be a hard one to you know It'd be a hard one to live through. Yeah, and he and he knows it. And uh, you know they you, they've got to hope that they can pull this together. I mean, Ed, Ed, look, Vancouver's the same. They're missing their whole center ice group basically. Pedersen, Horvat, Sutter back. I mean, they're they're really hurting. Yeah, um, down the middle. I mean, they're picking up everybody they can get on waivers uh, to try to survive here with Vasey. Imagine picking up Vasey on waivers. Are you kidding me? Like, how hard up are you? Seriously. Well, on, on the Leafs, I mean, on God. the Leafs, on the Leafs, he can give you uh, some some fill in games or minutes, Mac. Even Boyd. Oh, I don't are... mind Boyd. I, I like I'm... Boyd as a fourth line guy that will pay. That you know, but Vasey to me just, I, I just, I just don't see anything. I I've been I've watched it for what eight years now. I haven't seen anything. Or um, not. Homer uh Hobie Baker winner. Uh yeah. has yeah. not uh turned out as well as I think uh uh the New York Rangers first thought out. Uh but we'll he see if there's any guys, I, 
I've had a few guys that didn't turn out to. So I, you can't, it's not always, you know, it just yeah. happens. It's part of our game. It's a tough league to play in, you know? Like somebody said, well, he only played one game in the league. I said, you know, good you have to be to play one game in the NHL. You have to be damn yeah, good to bad. play one game in the NHL, you know? Not bad. Damn right you have to be. I admire anybody that plays one game in the NHL. Ottawa Senators, Ottawa Senators playing with house money right now. They're many nights they're fun to watch. Some nights they're tough to watch. Uh, Austin Watson uh, out for the rest of the season. Uh, Going to have surgery, I guess, on his wrist or his hand. That's so too that bad. takes that takes a little bit of toughness away from uh, some of the uh, the younger kids who have been, you know pretty well insulated by a guy like Watson. So that's a bit of a tough loss, but Dzingle now comes in, Mac, and if you don't end up maybe with Taylor Hall, Dzingle all of a sudden become a, a decent option for you, say if you're the Islanders? He doesn't. <laughs> that's as simple as it gets, eh? No. Simple. Simple as it gets. No, so you're not a Dzingle <laughs> fan. All right. Well, I, I haven't mind uh, watching him the last little while. No, I mean, he's done a good job for them. You know, he's he's. this is the same guy that turned down a long-term deal with Ottawa a couple years ago. What, I don't know, was he? did he want $5 million a year? And they offered him three and a half or four or something, and he turned it down. And then, oh, I mean, those are, yeah. those are mistakes that are hard. I feel for kids that do that. But, you know, and then he's come in short-term. Short-term, he's always does a good job. Well, Declare didn't get the money that he wanted, but maybe he's still finding a home in, in Florida. Now, Florida, oh, no. last he hit night a home just... Run. Declare hit a home run. Not financially, but as far as uh, success in the National Hockey League, yes. No, he hit a home run, Nick. Okay, <laughs> yeah. He went to Florida, and they put him on a line with Barkov. That's hitting a home run. Well, Barkov's... Verhage, who's got 12 goals or the other night, I thought he he's at 12. I mean, this is the kid that was picked up as a free. So free agent for Hagee from Tampa Bay, who we saw a lot in the playoffs. And Duclair comes in as a free agent, and they get to play with Barkov. Well, Barkov missed your last night. When you got 20 goals. Barkov missed last night's game against Chicago oh. uh, after warm-up. He kind of disappeared. So uh, a lot of Florida Panther fans holding their breath there. Well, they, they only lost Mac. They... Last night was their first back-to-back -back regulation loss all season. That that is huge. People, for Joel Quenville. People, people around the league don't get to see Barkov as much. He is an absolute stud. He's such a good two-way, big, strong, unselfish player. He makes players around him dad enough. He made his career. He's done it time and time again. He's just such a complete player. And I'll tell you what, he, this year he's gone to a different level. He's yeah. one of the best players in the NHL. He has. Well, Mac, we beat hey. the shit out of this show today. You were you were all over the map on this no, one. Right? I'm not. Some people I'm not. were concerned about you guys in chat, yelling at each other like that. Uh, I wanted to make well. sure everything was okay. We've My had... face isn't red because I'm yelling at Nick. I, it was it was like 81, and I I wore too many damn clothes to play golf, but I did come through. In case I didn't mention, I had an 89. You did. We yes. have had our moments historically where we just don't see eye to eye on a couple of things, and it's not 
Darren Millard like where you wanted to actually take a swing at him because I know you be- better than to ever oh, no. taking a swing at me. I wanted but, no, I wouldn't take a swing at you, but I'd take one at Millard for sure. And speaking <laughs> of which, we are going to have next week a Hockey Central at Noon reunion show. Yes, Darren Millard, who's done a terrific job now with uh, Vegas Golden Knights as their host, will be joining us next Wednesday. The That's first so- time the three of us will be together since uh, our days at Sportsnet. Now, you're going to be able to handle that? See, it's not that big a deal to me because I have to put up with him all summer at the cottage because he moved to PEI in the summer, so I have to put up with him there. So it's not that big a deal to me to be on a show with him. I know it's big for you. I'm excited, I guess, to a degree, and it's great. You know, well, we'll, 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 times, you we'll know? keep the sparks going here. And if you've liked <laughs> the show today because of Mac's inconsistency on the officials <laughs> and my ability to kind of put him in his place, Hit the like button right now. Right now. <laughs> I got to we'll, run. We'll get, you, we'll get you ready for Friday also. Uh, Mac, you're good. You're, you're feeling good. I know you're feeling good about your 43. Hopefully I'm, you're I'm, feeling I'm good feeling, about the show. I'm feeling bad right now about being on time to pick Clark up. He lands at 126 at West Palm, and I, I got about a 23-minute drive. All right. 26. All right. And make, hey, make sure you watch my Mitch Marner interview today as well, because I, oh uh, my there, God, there, I'm so excited to watch that. There, there was a Doug McLean reference when his dog started barking. <laughs> I'm excited to watch it. By the way, I couldn't think of the girl from Vegas. That's a big fan. It's Michaela. Michaela. Who a big fan from, a big, uh, big hello to Michaela, who's been a great fan of Hockey Central at noon and Real Kipper at noon. And we, we want to shout out to her. Uh, you know, she's been a great a great supporter of the show. All right, go get your kid. Doug McLean, everybody from sunny Florida. And for all of those out there, uh, first time watchers, hit the subscribe button. We want you coming in and and being a big part of the Real Kipper at Noon Show. And of course, one more uh, mention for the Mitch Marner uh, interview. Uh, Go and hit it in about 30 seconds. Uh, Hopefully you'll enjoy that. And many more coming up. Leave your comments. We want to hear from you. Joe and Jordan, thank you very much for today's show, and we'll see everybody on Friday.